I was always really intuitive about that's my friend that's my friend this person is going to be my friend and they always would be that is something that I could almost manifest instantly because I knew it This is the Illuminate Podcast, and I am your host, Rebecca Boatman. I am fascinated with human relationships, from going on first dates to understanding attachment styles and how our personal spiritual mission plays a big role in all of it. I created this podcast to invite you into conversations with inspiring leaders and I as we explore different topics surrounding dating, relationships, money, and spirituality. Before we start, make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And my one ask and a great way that you can contribute to the podcast is to leave a five-star review. And now let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the illuminate podcast i am here with the very special vibrant powerful beautiful gracie goldman hi gracie oh what a wonderful introduction hi oh i'm just getting started on my intro (laughs) (laughs) you are so amazing and bright and intuitive so gracie came into my world via it was over the summer right when i was sharing about our calibrate experience and the moment gracie memoed me i was you were just so already so excited sharing everything and it has been such a joy to work with you and to continue to work with you and you are someone who is so devoted and just committed to exploring and learning about yourself and being so loving and loving and present. And Gracie is a professional actress, right? In London. She lives in London and you may have seen her on the top show on Netflix called Wednesday, which we love. My whole family loves it so much. And I'm going to pass it over to you and you can share anything about yourself Oh, amazing. Oh, uh, Rebecca, that's uh, thank you for that wonderful introduction. It's so lovely. You, uh, I, have, I think as souls, as human beings, we never get tired of just really being loved and comforted in that way and people seeing you, people really seeing who you are and what you're about. So I feel all loved up and warmed up from that introduction already and fired up and ready to go because I have something to tell you, actually, Rebecca, it's just crossed my mind. Um, this story of I, this thing of like, you know, how as souls we come in, I really believe as children, we're born and we're already born with our signature and our makeup and who we are and what we're about. And I remember even as a very, very small child, as soon as it became the age where you could make friends and you learned to play, I was always really intuitive about that's my friend that's my friend, this person is going to be my friend. And they always would be. That is something that I could almost manifest instantly because I knew it. Like I would just say this person. So anyway, cut to before doing the Calibres with you and working with Chelsea, as soon as you came up on my radar, I was like, wow, this girl is boss. I want her to be my friend. I was like, that's a girlfriend for real. I want this girl to be my friend. So the fact that we're sat here now and chatting and I get to just experience you in such a wonderful way and also your other half as well. It's just amazing. It's such an honor and a privilege. And 
I'm glad I still got it. I still got it. <laughs> it's your superpower. My superpower for sure. For sure. Wow. Well. So thank you for sharing that. I never, yeah, that's, that's really beautiful to hear. And I'll, I'll remember, I'll never forget when it was our first class we all did together or no, you missed the first class, right? Cause the time zone changed, just time zone mix up. And then you watched the recording and you, you paid such close attention that you went inside the group and you did a Facebook live and you were saying what you felt for everyone. And it was so poetic and so intuitive and so beautiful. And now that I think about it, that first class, we were all in tears, right? <laughs> so you oh, probably yeah, were like, yeah. you know, our hearts just crack open inside the community yes. where it's just any energy that wants to flow and the deep connection. And you, even without being on that live class, were able to just go above and beyond inside and, and share that. And it was so wonderful to hear everything that you shared about each individual. It was it was very powerful. And I know that inside the meet the frequency experience or inside the experience we had together, one of the first things that we do is the UST. So will you share your UST with us? I'd love yeah, to hear. I'd love to. So that was really, I mean, I kind of, I'm always preoccupied with this, but to have the question come up in the meet the portal meet the frequency portal was was so clarifying because I was able to just kind of almost um, identify it in one or two words. Like my uh, UST is radical alchemy. And it's like, uh, it's like awakening the dream. I want to like, that is the thing that I am most passionate about. It's deep trans transformation. It's that alchemy it's like some, it's like creating or birthing something from nothing, seemingly nothing, you know, this kind of electrified fields that we call the void that is seemingly empty, but come going there like the aquarium and bringing that bucket of water into reality and then holding it, you know, that's my UST. How do you know when you're inside of that? Because, because there's a confidence that flows over me of if there's a kind of in like, I've always felt so secure and so comfortable on these waves of kind of infinite creativity. This thing, I just know that that's never going to run out. That has never been a scarcity for me in any way, shape or form. This kind of idea of like, I'm never going to be able to be creative. It's like, no, if you just keep moving and keep, keep flowing things will arise and come and staying open to that. So I know when I'm in that, when I'm in that flow and in that zone, and that can come in so many different ways, it, whether I'm reading a script and going over and uh, unearthing the character and the narrative and the imagination right through to filming and getting the camera actions right, or I could be painting, I could be writing, if I'm in flow, that's when I know I'm, I've dropped in somewhere deep into that void and I'm, I'm, I'm coming out. I'm going to come back with something. Wow. And then how does being inside, like being familiar with your UST, your unique soul template, how does that support or impact you in dating and in partnership? Dating and in partnership. That's a good question. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it in that way before. So finding that infinite creativity within this is a very interesting thing because like 
like you've just asked, how do you know when you're in it? But you also are really aware when you're not in it. And that, you know, it's only up until very, very recently that I would say that when I'm in situations where it's required and I'm not in it, this can be like a huge calamity for me. This is like, oh my God, this is the end of the world. You know, this is really bad. <laughs> this is life or death. You know, like I really have that, like kind of, the passion is so intense for the creativity. And also if it's not there, that kind of, this kind of signaling life or death is strong. It's, pow it's powerful in this one, you know? So I really had to learn I found ways to work around that now and, and really um, alchemize that as well, actually, but that's very recent. So in answer to in relationships, the how do I know whether I'm, when I'm in flow, it's really like when I'm vibing with my girlfriends or my partner, yeah. when yeah. we're in flow, when we're finishing off each other's sentences or laughing like crazy or interrupting each other with laughter because someone's cracked a joke and you've just lost it, you know? that's when you know you're really in flow. And in contrast, probably if I, if I were in, let's say intimate relationship and it feels like there's a disconnect, mm -hmm. that's, very, um, that's very panicky for me actually. That can yeah. I remember you sharing something before the, the live that I would love for you to share again is about how when, when you realize that when you're in, you, you remember your soul's purpose or your soul's why you're here all of a sudden it's like oh you're you're no longer so you don't it helps you snap out of scarcity or or being can you know attached to yeah, one thing you're like oh yeah. here go go ahead sometimes I think I like I really love the word forgiveness actually but I think sometimes some people if it has the kind of religious connotations then it's hard for people to to kind of dive into this idea of forgiveness and understand how it relates to you liberating yourself as opposed to condoning what the other person has done or you know somebody you feel that may have wronged you and sometimes people think oh well, if I forgive them that means that I'm letting them off the hook and really the energy of forgiveness is about liberating yourself and releasing yourself and what I discovered is that when you are setting that person free and giving them license, themselves license in fact with my girlfriend yesterday, it was an interesting thing that came up on forgiveness with us. It's kind of like people will always do what they always do. They're going to go through life doing what they do. And so that because when you need to, when you can't forgive, it's like you feel like it, it, it's in the zone of vengefulness or that person needs their comeuppance or judgment or something like that is this kind of non-forgiving energy. And when you are able to release that and understand that every soul, every human being is always gonna do what they're gonna do and they are writing their own consequences. And hopefully if you are, if you are invested enough in wanting everybody to raise their vibration, hopefully you can release them with love and send them a lot of light energy and hope that either in their next transaction or uh, with somebody or they they get an epiphany or they become more open-hearted and more um, uh, identify more responsible for their actions but if they don't they're still writing their own stories so they're still setting their own course we don't have to worry about the consequences of what happens to them it's about us and so 
when we are able to liberate ourselves, what I then find is it's like you create this void and all your energy can come back in and more. You have so much more energy and reserves available for yourself. So that for me means more creativity, more flow. It's like, I'm up for this, you know? So, so let's forgive away. Let's do this thing. Forgive, I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like sometimes sometimes I uh, rather because I know that you call it cleansing as well it's like a cleanser because that's what forgiveness does is forgiveness comes over you and it's really deep cleansing and sometimes I just call it clearing and transmuting so whatever kind of makes you feel more comfortable whether you're cleansing or clearing and transmuting which is, comes in the form of alchemy or changing the energy or whether you're simply just calling it forgiving which is really powerful which actually also brings me onto your meditation, your forgiveness meditation, which is so, so beautiful and so powerful. And also brings, for me, when I listen to it, it comes with the real essence of energy of being a, a superpower. It's a powerful player. It comes in with your meditation with the drums and it, it means business. And it's coming in to really just clear any of these clogs that you've got going and for me sometimes it was I had some really deep stuff that I needed to unravel and what I found was then that when when I was tuning into the frequency of forgiveness it felt um it felt sharp and peppery and spicy and 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 heavy like a giant like a big mama you know like she means business you know <laughs> it really felt like that but it worked for me because all of this stuff it was like I I surrender I'm willing to let go I'm really really willing to lend myself to this because the other side of that is so fantastic and so powerful and that's when you really want when you bring more of your essence into yourself because you let a load go and you're bringing more of your yourself into the space that's when it becomes very easy to turn up as yourself and not worry if it doesn't work out with this person, if it doesn't work out with that person, I'm still good, I'm still me. And that's all I need because I'm enough, you know? It's good. And, and I'm leaving myself open and available for the right person to really see me and who I am. That's what everyone wants at the end of the day. It's what I want, I want to be seen and recognize, and I want to recognize myself in the other as well, you know? Wow. <laughs> exactly. This is exactly why I love having the unique soul template be the very first thing that people go through because if we're dating from a place of needing to prove or from a place of wanting to overcorrect from the ego or trying to um trying to be seen when a place when we're not even showing up as who we really are and what our soul wants to express it's just it becomes so messy and difficult and complicated yet when we know okay this is who I am. This is what's important to me. This is what I came here to do. It's like all that fluff, all that flat fat, all that extra debris like falls away. And it really allows things to become so crystal clear. And it's so nice to then have that in one sentence and to come back and to be able to consistently remind yourself of that. So 
And I'm so curious because I actually, I've done some, you know, multiple or a couple of Calibraves with you, but I've never gotten to ask you this question. So I'm really excited to ask you this question. What was the most powerful Calibrave for you and why? Reese. Reese. (laughs) Oh, that was amazing. That was so powerful. That, that Calibrave was. Which one? I'm saying Reese because this is the guy that I encountered on this Calibrave. So I just label it Reese because he was like, that was the encounter. This was on a Calibrave where I met probably about six or seven guys, you know, like like I do six or seven and I'm holding up eight, but like there was a a lot of guys that I met, but this is a story that I tell and retell to a lot of friends and it really inspires them. And I told them to one friend, a male friend of mine, who's, uh, who's one half of a twin, who was telling me about this date that he went on and she, it didn't work out and he kind of, he felt rejected. And I told him this story and it was so uplifting for him. He got it instantly and he was like, it is on game on. And he just let that, all that bullshit go and carried on moving on. So this is a story that I tell a lot of people very inspiring because for me, Rebecca, your calibrates to me, like I describe them as like, it's like the game within the game because, and once you play that game, it's like you realize that your whole life really on what you can, you can adopt that attitude. My whole life is a game and, and what, what matters most is how I show up and how I play and whether I'm playing full out or not, but my whole life is a game. And what's so beautiful is that without the Calibraves, it's harder for people to remind themselves and remember that. But if you are willing to go through a Calibrave, you can instantly, again, calibrate this idea into your everyday life and go, this is a game right now. And I have options about how I'm gonna play this, but I'm gonna commit to playing full out each time for sure. That is one thing that I am gonna do. And on this particular Calibrave, um, you had asked me to, I love this, it was pumpkin latte, which I don't even think we have in this country. I've never had a pumpkin latte before. I was like, okay, I think I'm going to go with a chai latte. So so you had said you, because it was about like, I had written and expressed about how, how challenging I find to receive. So this calibrate for me was about being able to go up to a guy and a, a hot guy and ask them whether they would buy me a pumpkin stroke chai latte, you know, and that was a journey in itself. I remember I had, I went, I literally went into Pret. I braced myself, this, this huge kind of hall, because where I am in Camden Town, the Pret's, I don't know, do you guys have Pret in the States, Pret-a-Manger? It's a subsidiary of, of, uh, of McDonald's, but it's like the healthy options. It's, everything is really healthy in Pret. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a kind of Starbucks meets sandwich shop, but Anyway, I went into this particular one and it's a, it was really big and you're really on the spot. It's the same place that I went in to do a calibrate with you and I went like, where I went in and announced, sometimes I have money and sometimes I don't, but either way, I, my ancestors are wild dream. It's a huge place. I yeah, went back. And tell people about that calibrate too. <laughs> I'm a sucker for punishment. I went back for more. So that's where I started off in this particular place. 
And I approached these two guys. It was it was really stop start because number one, they were foreign. Number two, they probably sensed what I was after, and they were really like, "I'm gonna play up this whole foreign thing." So it's like, "Oh no, sorry, I don't understand. What are you saying to me?" Like when you were asking them for for to buy you a chai latte, like, and I like something in me just stayed really consistent and persistent with like what I'm asking is I'm wondering if one of you lovely gentlemen would like to and so on this is how it went anyway they were like that was a flat out rejection and I was just but it was like they were just like no understand sorry and I remember like stood in this place because I knew one thing I think I'd gone in there and decided that no matter what happens I'm not going to go up to the counter and buy myself something so I'm either going to look like a lemon and just kind of then wander out the door or somebody is gonna buy me a cup of tea, but I am not gonna go up and personally ask for something. So everyone's staring at me. And I remember just feeling, because I was so, you're doing this calibrating, your adrenaline is so high. So I, every time I've done a calibrate with you, Rebecca, I felt so potent because my energy is up and it feels like electricity, the field is out there. And um, so I just stood and thought, okay, that's fine. I know it's fine. I'm going to walk out and I'm going to find someone else. I am briefly pausing this episode to invite you if you are ready to access bravery and start challenging your current idea of self and take brave action to unlock a new sense of self within you so you can be a match for and manifest the life and the relationship that your soul desires or if anything on my show has inspired you to begin the journey inside our powerful online Meet the Frequency membership. It is my best kept treasure. It is a year-long membership to access multiple powerful workshops that we have, plus exclusive access to our online community to guide you and support you on your journey to love. The link is in the description and you can use our complimentary special code illuminate for $20 off and now back to the episode and I remember you saying beforehand in our group meeting that a no is also fine almost as if you were saying you know that can also be an answer it's not like you have to persist but that wasn't running through my brain at that time it was like I am gonna find someone who is going to buy me a cup of tea so then my next place was Alexander. I met Alexander on this stall. He was selling t-shirts. And he was the one that was just like, well, you know, like he was like, well, if you're into the art of learning how to receive, that could be anything. So he was like, well, why don't I give you this lighter? You know, you can use it for your cookers. I was like, okay, fine. I'll take this lighter. Then I'm moving on. And I'm just like, but I need my cup of tea. And I'm like literally sitting here and I, I stood in the middle of Camden Town, which is so loud and it's a beautiful, vibrant place to be, but it's so incredibly busy. And I remember thinking, Gracie, you need to connect because you're not tuned in, tapped in right now and just turn on and connect. So I stood at one point, I took myself off on the pavement still, but I'm still in the middle of this vibrant, bustling, hustling, bustling and I've just got my eyes closed for a few seconds. I was going like, I need to meditate and align and get into the groove. And I, and I open my eyes. I'm thinking, this does look a bit mad, but I'm okay. I'm, I'm down with it. 
And I open my eyes and I see this young hot man walk past me. It was probably a bit too soon. So I'm going, tapping him on the shoulder going, excuse me. He's like, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Because he's probably just seen me just like there, like with my eyes closed. Like He's like, no, no. <laughs> so then I move on and I find these. I find these uh, three Muslim guys whose name I can't remember, and we had banter, you know, because they were they were real Muslim. Like, oh my god, oh my god, it's a woman, it's a girl. She's talking to us. What do we do? You know, it was kind of this mentality. So I said, you know, like I introduced myself. I said, you know, I'm really learning to to practice the art of receiving, and I would really love it if you would buy me a cup of tea. And this one guy, he's so like on the spotlight, self-conscious, completely blushing. No, no, I can't do that. So I turned around to the other guy and he, the other guy was more sympathetic. And he said, you know, we don't really do things like that. That's not really our thing. I said, oh, how come it's, well, you know, we're just kind of shy and reserved. So we got into conversation, we got into banter. I remember really challenging them and saying, you know, like if I was in a club, would you buy me a drink? They were like, no, I was like, what? no, like this. And then I would be like, okay okay he was like well we don't really go to clubs so I was like okay okay so say what do you do he was like well we hang out with our friends I was like what if I was one of your friends and I was around your house would you make me a cup of tea and they were like no I was like no. like <laughs> It just turned into a lot of conversations with a lot of guys having a lot of banter. Because I remember telling you in Chelsea afterwards, I never felt rejected ever, not once. I was still, it was still, everything was serving its purpose. I was still connecting and having fun and making friends. I was lighting those guys up. Alexander, the lighter guy, he would smile and reflect this smile in me. It was just that in my heart, I was like, there is a man out here who is willing to buy me a cup of tea and I'm not stopping until I find him because he's here you know so then uh I met Freddie and Freddie was he was like oh, you know, like um I'm I'm very I'm very introverted I said I said to him what does introverted have to do with buying me a cup of tea <laughs> well you know like I said, you know, I'm on the cusp, actually. I'm introvert, extrovert. <laughs> so now we're having a banter, you know, like, and we're still kind of like talking and chatting. It's really nice to meet you, Freddie. But my head was just like, my guy is here. He's buying me a cup of tea. So then I go uh, along the canal and I see these two guys talking and I uh, pose the same question. And this guy looks up and he turns around to the other guy and the other guy's like, no, no. And then he, Reese, turns around to me and he says, I'm gonna buy you, come on, let's go. I'm gonna get you like a cup of tea. And uh, um, just to, to, to practice this, I remember that like what, what I'd written down, the energies that I wanted to call in, that I wanted to experience with this, with this interchange was I wanted to feel freedom, I wanted to feel adored, and I wanted to feel a togetherness. So now here is this guy is going, come on, let's go and hunt for this cup of tea. So together, we are looking for a warm cup of tea. And these stores, like all these stores were, were closing down. So every time he said, well, can I, do you have a cup of coffee, a cup of tea? They're saying, so, no, sorry, we're closed. So it became like a mission where, it, like I said to him, at one point I remember saying to him, oh, you know what, Reese, it's, it's okay if you want to get me a Coke or 
He said, no, no, you want something warm. You said you really fancy something warm. We're going to get you something warm. So we went around to all these different places, couldn't find anything. And suddenly he stopped and he went, wait, this guy who was selling punch and mulled wine and also apple cinnamon tea. So how does that sound, apple cinnamon tea? I said, that sounds that sounds delicious. I love that. He said, let's get you some apple cinnamon tea. And he bought me this tea. And I thanked him so much. I'm so grateful. We took a selfie together. And I left with my cinnamon tea feeling so loved, looked after, adored, and uh, togetherness. I left with that. And I didn't, I, I only remembered that I'd written down those things when I was walking away with my tea because I remember really strutting, feeling really sexy in myself, like, yes, girl, yes, girl. <laughs> and I remember walking away with this tea and I was like, yeah, that's what I was calling in. That's what I wanted to feel, this togetherness, being adored and this kind of sense of uh, this sexiness that somebody, somebody had seen me. And so that was Reese. It was a very powerful, beautiful experience. And partly because of the whole entire journey and because I wasn't settling and because number one, I, I didn't feel rejected ever. It was just like, okay, it's not this one. It was not this one, but I was not settling. And because I knew that this man was already in my field, this man is my, there is a man in my field who is wanting to buy me a cup of tea right now. I just need to find him. And that was amazing. And, and, and the thing that I was saying to my friend when he was telling me about how he felt rejected, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I was like, Hans, I didn't hang around those guys like, oh my God, I feel so rejected or maybe, or what if, or maybe if I hang around these people long enough, they'll get me a cup of tea. I was like, no, okay. It was really nice knowing you, but I'm on a mission. I got to find my guy, you know? I'm not hanging around wasting any time on this. It was like nice knowing you, but you're not for me. I need my guy. He's out there. And so that's a really different dynamic. You're not spending your time like going, oh, well, should I still kind of call her or hang out with her? You're like, okay, this is really cool. We respect each other. It didn't work out for us, but I need to move on because he's there and he's waiting for me. So I got no time. I got to fly. <laughs> See you later. Hasta la vista. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's deeply inspiring. Yeah, it was that was a really great one. Reese. Yeah, he is. We love you, Reese. If this we finds its you. way in your ears. <laughs> yeah. All good things to that man. Like all good things. I left him and I was like, this is a good, good man. You know? Mm. It was it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that your you had devotion. There was a, there was a belief that you were willing to be devoted to. And I think it's so powerful to know that, you know, we can be on the spectrum and in, in terms of what we believe and what we believe is possible in different areas. And we can look at, Oh, wow. I, I, I believe that this is true. And you were, you were convicted. You're like, I know that he's out there and I'm committed to that. So you took all of the steps to allow yourself to then have that experience. And when I talk about dating and relationships to women and men, I say, you know, it's flirting, it's dating, it's courting and commitment, and you get in a relationship. Like it's actually very simple. And it's the different things that can pop up as opportunities for us to work through. But when we know and we believe that this is 
this is what I desire. This is what's important to me. Like I, like you were very clear. I need tea. Like there was no, like, you know, I need a new socks, new pair of socks. Like it was like, this is what I, I know I want. And I'm going to continue in faith and move forward. And when these opportunities come up, I, I'm going to, I can either sit and, and, and sulk and stay, you know, and feeling rejected or whatever X, Y, Z with, or I can keep moving forward. And one thing that I want to just mention because in leading thousands, you know, so many people through thousands at this point through calibrates, it's, it's just neutral feedback. Like it's such, it's to me, it's like the calibrate is the opportunity to really get to know ourselves on another intimate level because we can see, Oh, wow. Like I'm really good at this. Like I'm really good at not feeling, not going into rejection and move forward and keep showing up. Or we say, Oh, wow. I got rejected by the first person. And now all of this stuff's coming up. Both are equally beautiful. And then it's like, okay, what serves us. So this is like a perfect segue into me asking you, what is your unique partnership template? What's your UPT? Yeah. So this one, I, I'm, I'm clear, but it's, it feels slightly more complicated. Like that my, my UST is so clear Mm -hmm. and my US, my, my UPT is like, um, it's like the way I see it, it's all of that, but together, like Mm -hmm. we are co-collaborators, we're co-creating we're yeah. co-excited, we're co-living, co-living vibrantly and together. So, um, and I, you know, what's very interesting in my UPT, the word that was coming up for me a lot was electric, electric. It was so weird how it's like, I just stood like going back because you go through it and then you're asking like, pull out the words that are popping out for you and electric just kept coming up everywhere I was going and then because it's then after that we got into the calibres and when we came back from our calibres both times actually I was going to say the first time but both times it was like my heart was on another level of electricity you know it's like I described this recently to someone it was like and I get this now this is when I know I'm on my home frequency when I'm really, really vibing in my home frequency, it's like I can feel my heart so strong, but it's laser. The electricity is like laser. Like, like I, I want to say beams, but they're not. It's not this shiny, soft, blurry, melty. They're like rods. So it feels like to me, literally, this is the feeling. Like I could take my heart out and put it in front like this, and it would stay there. It's just in the electricity it's literally I'm not even exaggerating that's what it feels like (laughs) it's so strong so when I'm really vibrating on that electricity like I can feel now in my legs they're buzzing but it's when it gets to my heart and it's like out there and it feels like I I could take my heart out and it would stay it gravitating in midair just being held by electricity that's the force and so, and so for me with my UPT, I was expressing a lot of how I would like my unique partnership partner to come in is someone that really supports that, that upholds that for me, you know, that, that sees that and is willing to, um, 
to look after that and, and, and nurture that with me, you know, and vice versa, me for that person. I don't know how they show up with their soul, you know, but how I, I had these, that I was writing down a lot about not just co-collaborating, but just really feeling that support that when we're together, there's, there's a kind of togetherness, but I can go off and be in my dream factory and do all my creating when I come out, that support is really there. That that support mechanism is really there for me. I think it's coming home, you know, it's coming home. I can close the door behind me and I'm closing the door on the world and my home is there waiting for me. Mm, That's beautiful. And I know you just began your UPT yesterday, was it? Did I? No, no, I've been actually... You mean writing my UPT? Yeah. No. You've been, you, you have uh, many uh, versions of it. Yeah. Unfolding have, it. So, it, so I've been updating it a little bit and checking it, you know, because the first time I wrote it was, what was the first time? The first time I wrote my UPT was in, but, oh, actually, well, you're right. Today, for the first time, I was writing my UST, but my UPT mm-hmm. I wrote in October, November, whenever it was that we were doing okay. And then recently, in it just very recently, let's say in, in December, I've been going, you know, I need to check on that, on that blueprint. Because, you know, with, with Penny Pierce and, and Frequency as well, this, this idea that your blueprint could, we, we're living in a, in a space and time where things are moving so fast. And to want to kind yeah. of regularly check in and to see where that, where that blueprint still holds and is still the same. So I did that in December and maybe I've been fine tuning it a bit. And I've also developed one for a unique, a UPT, unique partnership template for yeah. business partners as well. So I've been using the same oh, nice. for business partners. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. And it's so, it's so empowering to know your UPT. Yes. You can apply that same thing, right? In, in dating. So what, tell me about a, calibrate experience and or life experience where you experienced an energy clog and what that energy clog was and what it was like to move through that yeah yeah it's so powerful um so so I will go with the most recent thing although I remember at the time Rebecca there was something where I really wanted to share it with you and now it's gone because it's that that sad thing that actually if you don't pin it down it runs away from you but I remember that very much being the energy clock was around abandonment issues that was mm. very much around that and now um most recently I had an energy clock that was dealing with not enoughness I'm not enough and how that shows up for me and it, it it's how I act out not being enough especially in the dating arena it's like a neurosis because I've seen in my on my mother's side of the family particularly the women I've seen the women i.e my aunts and my mom turn into states where they get so neurotic it's it's another spectacle to what it's like another level of neurosis that I've just and it's it's always kind of dancing around the guy around the man and so I think me and my sister we've kind of grown up with that and gone that's that's not going to be me you know and so for me any minutiae is like really exaggerated in my mind so even if it's like a tiny thing like I may have done I really haven't done anything at all 
Like my guy was talking to a girlfriend the other day. She goes, oh, I so resonate. And then she came out with all this stuff she was doing. And I was like, oh no, I don't do that. I, I really, <laughs> because like myself, like I might be like getting neurotic over like, oh, I, something really basic and mundane, not anything really to write home about. But I think that there's this need to not become neurotic. And so anything is kind of going to, start to give me the, the heat hives or make me feel uncomfortable in my skin and all of this. So when I was dealing with this one particular insecurity of not enoughness, I dropped into myself and wanted to do self-inquiry around that. And this is all through really your wonderful work of listening to you and, and the work this, this 2022, I think for a lot of people has actually been a real healing journey anyway, you know? coming out of the pandemic everyone is kind of on some level collectively doing a lot of healing and so um from the tools and the and the techniques that I learned I wanted to really drop in and, and understand that this is not about the other person at all this is about me and let me just drop in and discover what it's about let's find out let me let, I'll, I'll just go on a reading I'll read myself so I did a a kind of body scan and I asked my guides and angels to come in and show me various incidences in my childhood where the same feelings had come up this this kind of insecurity and um and uh they took me to a time when I was three years old when I was six and when I was 10 and they were all separate incidences but the one it all related to dating, but not all of the stories that they were showing me were specifically to do with dating, except when I was around about 10 or 12, and I started to cultivate the dynamic between uh, the relationship, it was just me and my mom at the time, and the relationship between me and her was very intense because she was going through her own uh, relationship crisis, and then it would inevitably be taken out on me. So I had, we had a dynamic where, I was always wanting to escape that. But because my love, my signature was the love signature, I was always wanting to fall in love. You know, I always had these fantasies about what love was like, but not really grounding in or uh, having had the experience of what real love feels and looks like. And so what I noticed was that any kind of neurosis that's dancing up and 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 kind of, makes you discombobulated for me was coming up through being in fantasy rather than grounding something into re the reality of the truth of who I really am and when I when I noticed that that was a very beautiful experience because I was uh, I was able to allow my light body to just completely wash over me and I had this beautiful experience of just really scanning my body and going through those energy clogs and allowing it to just love with wash away. I would feel it literally melt just by applying that love there. So being able to experience an energy clog and and its, uh, its intensity and its demandingness and the pain it was experiencing and to be able to go in with this light body energy of love and be like, that's okay, I got you, we got you, I'm holding you, you're fine. And allowing that energy to release just your love. And that, that again, it's, I think that comes from that willingness to be able to look at that stuff 
but it is such a beautiful and powerful experience because you're really going through either the pain or the hurt or the insecurity. But also at the same time, you have the, the resources to just call in that love energy that is with you 24 seven all the time and allow it to just really melt and clear that all away. So that was, that was powerful. Yeah. Wow. And then it allowed me as a result of that, it allowed me to know that um, as long as I'm expressing myself, expressing myself truthfully, there is nothing to worry about. There's really nothing to worry about. As opposed to if I'm going to make a song and dance about stuff, then I'm going to start to get insecure. My favorite word at the moment is dumbdus. Then I'm going to feel like an, a right dumbdus, you know, like that I've really messed up, you know, in some way. And, uh, and I, if I'm expressing my truth, I can still make mistakes, but I can express my truth. And that's, that's okay. That's okay. I forgive myself. They can forgive me. They don't want to forgive me. It's still okay. Wow. That's beautiful. Uh, it reminds me of transparency and the, the gift of transparency when how we feel inside and what we're presenting match is when we truly feel free, how both yes. of those things are yes. when, when they're aligned. And when you're talking about the electricity and wanting how electric kept coming up in your heart, I did a interview with Taylor that everyone can go listen to as well, where she talks about how the heart's magnetic field is 60 times greater than our, our brains, the, the, uh, activity that happens. And when, when we go out and we do the calibraves, it actually requires us to access more energy than usual to overcome our old self. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you feel so energized, you feel so electric because you are literally drawing upon more energy because that's what's, what is required to then complete the calibrate. Yes. And when I see people, which doesn't, it never happens inside our, our, um, containers, right? Where it's like, okay, you're going out doing the calibrate and you're coming back. But when, if you don't have that structure and you're doing it on your own, it's so important to recognize, okay, there may be a tendency to lean towards comfort and to not access that energy yet. There's so much freedom and power in saying, okay, I'm going to access that energy, that love, that new sense of self. And I'm going to walk through this. Yeah. So when you're talking about electricity, I want to share that with you because there's a whole science to it. And it's really fascinating where you actually are calling upon more electricity and then that's circulating in your being and that's with you moving forward, which then literally calibrates your whole life. And two things about what you just said, one being that also allows you, it's a good reminder for what you've said before in the past. And what I discovered also to be true is that the following day, you were really exhausted, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, like there's so much electricity running through you on that day that it's like you're on speed, you know, you're just like Duracell batteries on go the whole time. And you don't think that you're ever going to come off it and be like uh, uh, being in these lower energies, but that can also happen. This kind of looking after and self-care the next day, because you have you're not aware of how much energy you've used and extended yourself to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but also, also in addition to that, you know, you don't, you want to be able to trust that 
it really has calibrated and you really will experience the after effects of it later on in your life, you know? Because I think then that's also a thing that can happen is like, if you're feeling really depleted the next day, you'll be like, oh my God, it's all gone. You know, it's never gonna happen again. But actually it, it, that's not the case. And that's where it feels very magical for me, Calibrates in particular. That's where it feels so magical because I find myself um, up leveling in, events that follow that I can never could have imagined that I would be doing or you know like suddenly like I found like I am going to talk to this person or I am going to send these emails or I am going to have this difficult conversation I'm going to do this you know this is worth it I'm going to do I'm playing all out you know so and that's what we were talking about earlier on about the the game within the game then you realize how easy it is to really apply it to this beautiful game of life and make sure it gets done you know <laughs> thank you for sharing that with the the physical body yes sometimes when I really go all into a calibrate it's it's sometimes the next day I'm like I'm exhausted I'm like done I'm like oh my gosh I just want to sleep watch Netflix yeah. I think it's so important to know when we're in that space it's like oh nothing's wrong it's okay my my body is actually learning to calibrate to this new higher frequency so naturally it needs rest. It needs rest. Kind of like when you upgrade your phone with the software, what do you have to do? You have to turn it off. Right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I need to just chill out and relax. And then, and then our, our, we get more familiar and comfortable with this new frequency, this new life, this new experience. And then that way of being carries over, sending the email, doing the thing. And it's so much easier. Right. And yeah. that's why I'm always obsessed with how can I stretch someone like zero to a thousand? Because I know if we really bump up that frequency, we really access bravery. We really expand that way of being all these other things are literally like cake to the point where something that maybe seems terrifying or scary is like a joke. You like laugh at it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true you saying that. And that's why I also think, that's why the inner work is so um, that is is so vital as well, and the fact that you're doing that that we are able to um, identify what it is that we want, but also even the spiritual work, the meditations, and all of that. And that was something that I'm very kind of used to from my own practices anyway. Like I'm kind of born that way, and I'm a real anomaly in my family because no one else in my family is like this. But I was born like a spiritual meditator, you know, and and um, but I remember early on this year, I did a very, very intensive intuitive course to really access and highlight my uh, intuitive uh, uh, abilities more and just ground them more, which was fascinating and, and brilliant. So I got very used to reading people, scanning people, scanning people's bodies and being able to read what their experiences are. But doing the Calibraves just took all of that to the next level because it was like, it was like, okay, I'm in the etheric and I can play here and I'm at home here and I can read all of this stuff and I can tell this person to do this or play this or redirect them this way or that way or this is showing up for them or this is showing up for me and now I know how to do this. But then it's one thing doing that. It's one thing having that awareness and then getting up off your chair and actually doing it. And to be forced to then in a calibrate to actually, it's like, there's no, there's no respite. It's like, we're internalizing this and now you're out there and go. And it's like, holy 
shit, you know, but it's the adrenaline rush and how that isn't, I was telling a girlfriend, the two of us did the intuition course together earlier this year and I was telling her about it and I was telling her how my guides, this is a couple of months ago I had this discussion, but I was saying that my guides were saying it's okay to, because this thing, this attitude of fail faster, fail, fail is good, you know, to have these, make these mistakes and learn. But it was like my guys were saying, yeah, fail faster. And if you ever want to kind of fail faster, the, the calibrates is the thing because you just have this, it's not like you're failing, but you just have this adrenaline rush all the way through that is developing so much momentum that you're moving through your life experiences like, yeah, on speed. <laughs> but it's, it's, just, it's just faster. So you get to your you get to your goal point, you get to your end destination. And another thing actually to, to add to that, because I was thinking about this when you were talking earlier, but it's not just it, doing that calibrate with Reese. It wasn't just that like, I know this man, I have this desire and I know this man is out there, but it's actually the power of this man is in my field already. And I know it. This man is in my field, this understanding that what, what, what you think about, you bring about. And if you want it, it's there for the taking, but it's in your field and understanding because that's a, that's a different realization. If you understand that what you want is already in your field, all you have to do is be open. That is very, that gives it, it's instills a new layer of confidence because otherwise there's this slight separation from like, I have this desire, but if you are, are gonna allow any insecurities to step in, then it is that thing of like, oh, I have this desire, but maybe I won't get it. Or maybe it won't happen for me. Or maybe it happens for this person, but it never happens for me because it's my desire and I don't know. But if you are kind of like, it is here, it's in my field. There's no difference to be to the invisible and um, uh, invisible. It's just that I just need a moment to see it but it's already here. Mm, wow. And then as it makes its way to you in the physical, it's the whole experience is an adventure. Yes. It's like how much fun, how much play, how much joy. Yes. Sometimes I call it the treasure tunnel, right? Like, okay, maybe I can't see the whole thing, but I'm, I'm still in it. And there's all these treasures that are inside that yes. I'm going to just yeah. cherish and it's wild how we can look at how often was there something that we desired that we didn't yet have that then we brought into our experience. And, and we had, because we believed, we believed, we believed. So we kept showing up. Yes, exactly. 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 I think it's a great opportunity to, with everyone listening, just to be with what, what is it that you get to, what is it that's important to your heart? that you get to anchor deeper into around knowing and truly believing that it is in your field, truly believing beyond a shadow of a doubt that what that thing is, is here and now. What yeah. is that one thing for you? And let yourself fall so deeply into the belief and the knowing of it's, it's here. You have to yell it outside your car window right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to the point that it's so visceral for you that you feel it emotionally, physically, everything, it's just ready to pop. So when you were talking, the first thing that came into my mind was Neville Goddard. Are you familiar with Neville Goddard? 
um, he, he, this is an amazing soul, amazing teacher. He's not on the planet anymore, but he's an amazing teacher. And he talks a lot about subjective attention or imagination. So I think that when you are talking about uh, what is it that makes you drop in, that makes you know so concretely, it is actually learning to flex your imagination constantly. And I can just explain it another way, describe it another way. It's like, I think that what we do when we call in, even if it's a new belief or we have a new thought or a new insight, if it's brand new, it's a new thought that can easily slip away. You know, it's that thing with writers. If we don't write down an idea, it could slip away really easily because it's new. But what I think that is in this holographic world that we live in, I think it's an impression an impression like imprinting is that you're just constantly imprinting, 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 imprinting. That's all you're doing over and over this repetition of until it gets so strong from this ethereal, from this seed develops, it develops its blueprint and then, and then it becomes more muscular and more muscular and suddenly it's there. So it's like this impression. So I think that anything Anytime you allow your, you give your imagination license to just keep rehearsing it over and over again, the director, the, the, uh, there's a thing that I call like the producer, the director, the writer, and the actor, you know, it's like we have these four brothers or these four friends with us and one is producing it, they're getting the ideas and gathering it together and one is then going to write it and that's the writing that you're repeating it over and over again and then the director's going to come in and start directing your journey which way am I going to go is it Alexander with the lighter or is it my three Muslim friends was it Freddie or is it Alexander who is it you know the, so the direction is going and then it's the physical how are you going to show up for that and how are you acting that out how how are you going to how are you going to with the calibrates, everything that you're calibrating right now, how are you showing up in this modality, you know? Yeah. And that's the actor in you, the actor in everybody, you know? It's like, how are you showing up in the world? And if it feels scary at first, you just keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep doing it until it becomes so painful and such a sense of enjoyment, this um, lighting your imagination up yeah. that it becomes real. Wow. It is real because I said because your manifestations, who you are and what you receive are always birthed twice. They're birthed once in your mind and then in the outer world. That's the process always for every human being. There's no bypassing that. It always has to go that way. It, mm -hmm. It's birthed once in our minds and then in the outer world. So it has to come from somewhere. When it's coming from this void that is that is inevitably like you know like Einstein says, um, your uh, your uh, a challenge or a problem cannot be cannot be solved on the level at which it was created, right? Mm -hmm. So therefore, where we're where we're accessing that for, we have to acknowledge and understand that this is a bigger field beyond us, beyond you know what we know. But we're accessing that field and that access is field then it's coming into the mind and then we're birthing it out into the world mm -hmm. absolutely the i um love that you mentioned neville and you did a great job at explaining it he's he's 
He's the OG of man- manifestation. OG. <laughs> and then he talks about being in that end, living in your end result, doesn't he? Yeah. Living in the end and feeling it and just allowing your emotions that all part, they're your friends, your the feelings, the work that you're doing in the calibrate with the inner work. Once you're once you are mm-hmm. once you're cultivating those feelings and uh, whether you're cleansing something that you don't need anymore or whether you're embracing these new emotions that you want to have in your life, they are your friends because they're going to tell you what's what, whether you're on course or not, whether you're in alignment or not. And when these feelings become richer and richer, that's when you start to really believe this is happening for me. This is happening right now. One thing that I want to mention that I feel is super helpful and and powerful is that when say there's, you know, you're going through the portal, you're, you're journaling and you realize, oh, wow, there has been a belief that I had that in relationships, like all relationships go south, or I'm going to feel trapped, or um, I'm going to be betrayed, whatever that thing is that, you you know, you uncover that has you really look at, okay, why haven't you been excited about dating? Why haven't you been excited about, or maybe it's something in purpose. What's so cool is when you identify what that belief is, right? Because it's our beliefs that create our, our personal reality, right? So, when you identify, okay, wow, this has been what's in the way. And then we say, okay, what's the opposite? What's something that you want to replace that with? And it could be, for example, with your calibrate, if we talk about receiving, it was, I, I am comfortable receiving. Like I receive all the time. We figure out what that other thing is. Now, once we know what that is, it's like, okay, how do we close that gap? We, we take physical action with our body. So then we're actually allowing our body to move into the frequency of this belief as possible to then anchor new reference points and new evidence into, oh, wow, this exists. And I chose my, I allowed my body to walk through it. So what's so cool too, is sometimes if we're, if we're not really sure what our energy clogs are, they will come up in the journaling inside the portal, but the calibrate, if there are any there, they're like blaring in your face. They're like, they're like all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I didn't know it was there. It was just like white noise having me hide or having me not really go on date, having me not express myself, whatever it is. It's like, when you go on that, you have, you get that brave action step and you start to actually walk through it you'll notice any sort of energy clogs and they're like, Oh, wow. I'm finally seeing you. I'm illuminating you. I'm seeing you. And I'm, and I'm shedding light and walking through to a different point of consciousness, walking through to a different realm, walking through to a different possibility because the person who is willing to receive is going to ask and allow themselves to receive, or it could be the person who is, um, willing to take up space. So I know you're comfortable with that, which I love. And you're such an initiator for people in that way. And there's some people who may be very, you know, we have people who are very uncomfortable with it, but there, there, there's a gap. That's something that they're wanting. They're wanting to be free. They're wanting to feel confident and big or expressive. Then it's like, okay, let's actually walk through that. Let's actually have your body begin to feel comfortable with that. So your mind, your heart, and your body can operate inside of that and it that takes the belief that takes knowing what is the new belief that i'm going to anchor into and walk towards and have this be a way of uh, of life so 
it's so powerful to know what it is that you want, your UST, and then your UPT, and continue to allow that to um, be like the, how you're, what you're living out of every single day. And then I'm so curious for you, Gracie, um, anything else that's open, that anything else that maybe wasn't available or you notice you'd shy away from pre-calibrates to, to now after the calibrates. And that can be in any arena, dating, mm-hmm. work, friendships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, 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 okay, so one of the things that I really, another massive takeaway from the Calibraves, oh my God, it was momentous. And I just wanted to say, as we were talking, what made me think was, and the thing about the Calibraves is like, once you see it, you can't unsee it, you know? So you can't ever go back to that level. You might be able to, you know, the gap might widen a little bit, but you can't ever go back to that level. You're always moving forward because you can't unsee, you can't unexperience what you've experienced. And um, one of the things that was so powerful for me was uh, this ability to, yeah, it's like when you're approaching a complete stranger, you're literally transcending and like, I don't want to say breaking down, but you're bringing down walls. And you're not just bringing down the walls that you had up for yourself, but you're also bringing down the walls for the other person and kind of inviting them to step in. And I was thinking about this earlier on, like how would I describe that? It's like the in-between space because it's not a parallel universe or that, but it's like an in-between space. It's like you're walking into this magical, the closet of Narnia where every no one else around you is privy to this because everybody else is in that zone of just being boxed up in their own world, doing this thing. But you and whoever, and anybody else who's initiating a calibrate has invited somebody into this secret space that is in the same, you're in the same world, but you've now entered a different realm. And that is was so transcending for me. You know, this idea that I I can it seems like there's space between us, but actually within reality, there are walls going on. And I can transcend these walls and I can invite you in to transcend as well. And that was a massive takeaway. So I think that is definitely something that within my reality and within my space that I know I can do, I can I can bring down those walls. They can be transcended. And um energy clogs in myself or somebody else or who I care about or um, I'm invested in don't have to stay up in that way we can transcend this and I can initiate this and I can cross those barriers and bring them down in the most loving way and I can put out that invitation so does that answer your question I feel like that was that is an invitation that I yeah how does it feel on the inside of that as the walls dissolve and you someone allows you in and and what what does it feel like and you allow them and what does it feel like inside of that oh it's magic it's magic because especially if you are like we started off saying in the beginning you're so aware of your usd and if you know what your home frequency is you can really gauge 
um, where you are. It, are you in your home frequency with this other person right now? And and uh, and also you can um, move the thermometer around. So you can play with that thermometer that if you're not, and maybe you're leaning too much in that person's energy or that other person's moving into yours, you can come back to your home base, but still experience the comfort of just bringing down these walls and going deeper into whatever it is that you're exploring in that relationship. And conversely, I really feel it acutely when that's not happening, you know, especially if it's a, like someone, like I'm in the dating arena and I'm feeling that all the walls are up there. It's like, oh, this is interesting. There are walls here, you know, there are walls here that, mm. um, that you want to kind of either invite to, to, to come yeah. down or you want to explore more. Yeah. Yeah. Gracie, tell us what is the one caliber if you want to give the entire world? Yeah. So I think that would be for to to send, be inspired yourself by a really uplifting message, something that puts a smile on your face or warms your heart and have that. And I think also go through the process of creatively, like if you can write it out or be creative or do something that you've done it with your hands. You're not spending any money necessarily, but you've made it beautiful. You've beautified it. You've beautified this message so that it really is starting off from a place from your heart. And with this message, whatever it is that has warmed you and is inspiring, that you pass it on to somebody else with the intention of either verbally telling them or with the intention of saying that, that may this message really warm your heart. I'd love you to receive it. And once you felt that you've embodied it in your day, please pass it on to somebody else. Either that, either that message, or they can, you know, make the commitment to go home and do a little card, make a little card themselves and pass it on to the next. So how can people stalk you, find you, watch your glow? Oh, I, I would say Instagram. That is my place of worship. So like, yeah. What's your Instagram handle? It's Gracie, which is spelled like Tracy. So Gracie, G-R-A-C-Y underscore Goldman, Goldman, G-O-L-D-M-A-N. Okay, awesome. And that is in the show notes below as well. Gracie, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being the powerful, wonderful, luminous, open-hearted, warm being that you are. And this was truly a gift. So thank you so much for today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed the episode and you can find a ton more free tips on my Instagram under Rebecca Boatman. If you are curious about my online membership and community, you can click the link that is in the description and see the page that explains everything you get to support you on your journey to attracting and building a healthy relationship. And I hope to see you inside.